This is Christian Meditation for a Bigger Life. I'm Dave Cover. I want to help you with Christian meditation and experience God's presence through biblically guided imagination, where you can draw near to God and get the stress and anxiety out of your mind, out of your heart, and out of your body, so you can live a bigger life. If your podcast app is set to skip silent sections, go to your app settings and disable that for this podcast. To begin, if you can, lie flat on your back. Otherwise, sit comfortably in a chair and uncross your legs and arms. And if you can, close your eyes so that you can use your biblically guided imagination, what Paul calls the eyes of your heart, to envision realities that you can't see with your physical eyes. You're using your imagination to envision, to put yourself in a greater reality that you can't see, but the Bible tells you is very real. That's what Christian meditation is. So many things about life we can't see. We can't see our bodies being comprised of atoms. But we know that's true because, well, the only reason you know it is because somebody has told you that. And the Bible is somebody telling us a reality that we can't see, a reality that has been demonstrated if you believe that Jesus rose from the dead, and you are in a story that centers on the death and the resurrection of the God who became human in the person of Jesus. That's what Christian meditation is. It's recalibrating the story, the reality, that your life is in, that you see your life in. And so to begin, just take in a deep breath in through your nose, into your belly, taking a deep breath, getting a slow rhythm of breathing going. And as you exhale, bring the focus of your mind to being aware of your body feeling your body from within and focus on the feeling of your body letting go, releasing tension, softening all your muscles in your body with each breath. And with each out breath, sort of picture your body maybe like a weightlifter who's competing and they lift over their head the record weight or whatever weight is the heaviest they've lifted so far in the competition. And then when they reach the point where it's at the top, they let it go and it falls and drops toward the ground, makes a big crash, big noise. Imagine that in your whole body right now. You are dropping. You are letting go. You are completely letting go of holding yourself up. Everything's falling. Each breath, a little bit more. Letting go. Every tradition of meditation understands the importance of focusing on your breathing first. Even a pitching coach knows that when they have to take a trip to the mound of a struggling pitcher in a jam, one of the first pieces of advice many pitching coaches give is just to take a deep breath. 
there's something about breathing that puts us back into an awareness of what is truly a threat and what is not. Sometimes we get stuck in a kind of fight or flight mentality that is being put into our body and we don't even know it. It may be in the body for years, a defense mechanism that tightens the body and that causes us to have maybe chronic pain or just sort of a defensive personality in certain situations because our body is tight with a kind of self-protective reflex. So when we focus on our breathing, that helps us sort of become aware again, to reintegrate our body with our mind. It's a way of recalibrating, rebooting, whether or not we really are in danger. Sometimes we, our body thinks we are in danger when we're not. Author Bessel van der Kolk in the book, The Body Keeps the Score, writes about whenever we feel threatened or humiliated, quote, we put all our energy into protecting ourselves, developing whatever survival strategies we can. We may repress our feelings. We may get furious and plot revenge. We may decide to become so powerful and successful that nobody can ever hurt us again. Many behaviors that are classified as psychiatric problems, including some obsessions, compulsions, and even panic attacks, as well as most self-destructive behaviors started out as strategies for self-protection. Started out as strategies for self-protection is something I think we can all relate to. Self-protective guarding, self-protective defense mechanisms that we do in our relationships, that we do in our worry, our anxiety, tension, stress, and just as the title of the book, The Body Keeps the Score, we always put the self-protective reflexes into our body in some way. So breathing is a way for us to become aware of just feeling our body and maybe becoming aware of where there is tension and tightness in our body. Breathing slowly and trying to slow down our breathing. Letting our out-breath be longer than our in-breath. And focusing your mind on becoming aware of how your body feels. Does it feel anxious? Like it's guarding, protecting as a reflex? Is there a tightness in your muscles, in your neck, your shoulders? Is there a visceral kind of anxiety in your abdomen? your gut? Is your face clenched? Your jaw? Your cheeks? Is there tension around your eyes, behind your eyes? Is your scalp tightened? Can you release the muscles in your scalp that have been tight and you didn't even know it? So just try to slow your breathing down. Breathing in quiet and calm. And breathing out. And each out breath letting go a little bit more of the tension in your body. 
we've been looking at the Psalm of David, Psalm 143. Whenever you read a psalm that says a Psalm of David in the Bible, one of the things you can almost always assume is that David has a lot of bad days. And it seems like whenever he had a particularly bad day, he wrote a psalm. What he's doing is he knows that his life is threatened in some way. And he is seeing his horizontal circumstances that are causing him anxiety, causing him fear, causing him to feel threatened, causing him to feel depressed. And he is raising a vertical ceiling to those horizontal circumstances. In other words, he is recalibrating how he sees the threats in his life by focusing on the reality, the vertical reality, that God is present and that God is in control, that God created the entire universe and he's the giver of all life and the taker of all life and all life is owed to him and he is 100% present in every moment. And refocusing his sense of threat, his instinct for self-protection, on that vertical reality changes the equation for him. So we looked at these verses a few episodes ago where he's describing his horizontal circumstance. He says, the enemy has pursued my soul. Now he's not talking about a spiritual life. He's talking about the Hebrew word for soul that means his self, his life, his whole being. The enemy has pursued my whole being, my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. That's the poetic parallel. My soul, my life. He has pursued my soul. He's crushed my life to the ground. Therefore, my spirit faints within me. My heart within me is appalled. This is an ancient poetic way of describing what we would call anxiety, stress. So he says in verse 6, I stretch out my hands to you. This is an embodied concept. Stretching out his hands is understanding that his body, his physical body, is part of his soul. It's part of his connection with God. And so he says, I stretch out my hands to you. And then he says, my soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Stretching out his hands, his soul thirsting for God, is how right now he is recalibrating his self, his soul, his body, his spirit, his heart, his whole being, with the vertical reality of God's presence. I stretch out my body to you, my soul thirsts for you as a parched land. My body, my soul, my whole being is like a broken, dry, cracked land devoid of all water, and you are the fountain of living waters. I need you, God, right now, in this moment, just like a cracked, muddy desert floor needs water. My body needs God. My soul, my whole self, needs God because my soul, my life, my spirit, my heart, my whole being are crushed right now, feel threatened right now. 
And I want to recalibrate my perspective to see vertically, not just horizontally. So right now, just taking a deep breath in through your nose, into your belly. And on your out breath, right now, just imagine you're in the presence of God, the fountain of living waters. And your soul, your body, your life right now is like a parched land. And God is the water to quench your thirst. God is the water that your life needs. You're stretching out your body. You're stretching out your soul in thirst for God right now. Imagine this. Use the eyes of your heart to see this reality that your life is in. God is the living water. And your life, your body, is a dry, parched land that needs God. He is with you 100%. Taking in deep breaths in through your nose, into your belly, and breathing out this reality that even in your sense of feeling threatened, even in the sense of your anxieties and worries, and feeling crushed, God is present with you right now. So David says in verse 8, For to you I lift up my soul, my whole being, my body, my life. To you I lift up my soul. This is imagery. You're not really lifting up your body to God. You are poetically imaginatively, with the eyes of your heart, envisioning you lifting up yourself to God, your soul, your body, your whole being. For to you I lift up my soul. Verse 9, I have fled to you for refuge. I have fled to you for refuge. Again, this is imagery, something you have to imagine, not pretend, but envision, a reality that God is your refuge. Imagine whatever comes to your mind when you think of your refuge, a refuge, a place of safety, a place of protection, a place where threats cannot get you, you're not in danger. That's what God is to you right now. You're lifting up your soul to Him. You're fleeing to Him right now for your refuge. Feel that in your body right now. God is your refuge. With each breath, envisioning this reality, God is your refuge. He is a fountain of living water for your parched land. You are lifting up your soul to Him. You are fleeing to Him as your refuge. Feel that in your gut. Feel that in your neck. Feel that in your shoulders. Feel that in your face, 
your jaw, your eyes, your scalp. Feel it in your back, your hips. In verse 11, David says, Preserve my life in your righteousness. Bring my soul out of trouble. Remember, Jesus is your righteousness, not you, not your own righteousness. It's Jesus. He has taken your sin upon himself, and he has given you his righteousness. So in your righteousness, you say to God, in your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. Bring my life out of trouble, my whole being, my whole self out of trouble. Preserve my life. Feel that in your whole body. God is your refuge. He preserves your life. Now, you're going to die someday, no doubt. But your life is a part of a bigger story. You are in an eternal story. Your life is eternal. And you are in that life right now. God has all the pieces to your eternal puzzle. And he is with you 100%. And he is the giver of life. And when God is your God, your life is forever because God is infinitely forever. So David says, in your steadfast love, you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul. That is God's commitment to you. In his steadfast love, he will destroy Eventually, all the enemies of your life, your whole soul, your whole being. So feel this comfort, feel this safety, feel this refuge in your whole body right now. For to you I lift up my soul. I have fled to you for refuge. Preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. In your steadfast love, you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul. My soul thirsts for you. I stretch out my whole body to you. My soul thirsts for you as in a parched land, and you are my refuge. Thanks for listening to Christian Meditation for a Bigger Life. If you found this podcast helpful, please give us a rating in your podcast app so others can find it more easily. It really does help. And consider sharing this episode with a friend. Our audio engineers are Diego Huaman and Matthew Matlack. Look for new episodes each Tuesday and Thursday morning.